0: My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're talking. Talking. Talking.
1: Talking. Talking. Talking.
0: Talking. 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 Talking Tesla.
1: Welcome to (laughs) Talking (laughs) Tesla. Oh, my God. You guys have got to be excited like us the x it's, it's
0: ready to drop boom it's imminent it is so pregnant oh so i went onto the tesla rati website i got to say tesla rati i love that site love those guys great guys doing good work great site doing we should the, have them over for beers doing the tesla work so they um, noted that the uh, tesla model x is officially uh springing on september 29th which is probably the day this thing comes out they're going to be delivering,
1: I believe, some Founders editions. So you explain this to me. There's Founders, there's Signature, and then uh-huh. there's everybody else editions. So Founders editions. uh, For the S, there's differing reports. It appeared to have been about a dozen. That's it. There, founders. Know, founders. There's not a lot of founders. Probably the two guys that invented the Roadster before Elon came in and said, I'll help you save your Roadster. <laughs> okay, okay. Oopsie. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Sorry, yeah, that's, guys. That's upsetting. Uh, <laughs> so there's... There's those founders. There's probably some early uh, uh, investors in the program. Just the inside inside. of the inside circle. Like we're on the outside of the
0: outer circle. Yeah, we're like in the Pluto pub, the uh, Tesla (laughs) universe. We're not even actually a planet anymore. No, we've been devalued even at that level. (laughs) Okay. So that's founders. Uh-huh. So you get a couple of those. Yeah. You and know, those are probably just
1: jacked, jacked.
0: full of oh everything.
1: Like comes with ice cream and stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. There's like a soft serve machine, I think, behind yeah. the third row, yeah. which is pretty sweet. And like yeah. a waffle cone maker. Yes. Like oh, probably up so front good. in the front <laughs> is how good. the founders. So wherever the founders go. They can just waffle cone and get some sprinkles going. like It's pretty sweet. And then the signature, and again, differing reports, it appears there's about 1,500 signature editions. They did a signature in the Model S. I think all the Roadsters, for the most part, were signatures because they were kind of handmade. But uh, some of the signatures will come autographed by Elon. It's a random kind of thing from what I understand. It's a signature. it's like his... his. It's a
0: signature edition, right. so it but comes they with a signature. But, but they don't
1: all have signatures, so it's weird. They're called the signature. There's a signature edition red. Yes. Very exciting. The, the most exciting part about it for the signature people is there's almost no configuring you can do. You can pick a <laughs> color. You can pick the interior. Uh-huh. And as far as options go, you're basically on the hook for $132,000. Now, there are reports of signature people... Getting into the design studio, which is not public yet. I no. want in, people. Let I me in. Mm-hmm. But it's only been invited, only about probably 400 to 500 people, even signature people have been invited. I don't believe anybody in with a production model has gotten invited into the design studio. So you go into the design studio, and basically everything's there. thing's $132,000. Hello? $132,000. I mean,
0: do the math, bro. That's a pricey little bad boy. That is a lot. And actually, the Twitter universe... Freaked out because they're like, my gosh, this new X is one hundred and thirty thousand. And then Elon Twitter like, everybody settle down. Settle. This is the signature edition. These are fully loaded. They come with waffle makers and ice cream. <laughs> and uh, the- those are the founders. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> come on. And uh, you'll be able to configure an X for about five grand more than a an S of about the same Although size and I shape. I don't. But I don't believe that's
1: hundred percent accurate because there's a couple of different battery options on the S. And I think the only battery option, at least that I've seen so far on the X, is the 90. So you're at the top end of the bad boy party foul. So, over on hey, I think Mel's getting a call from Elon. Is that a cease Elon? and
0: desist letter? Is that you, Elon? Hang on, I better take this.
1: Okay, pausing.
0: Hello. Sorry about that. Oh, that is a basic podcasting fail, but it actually was Elon. Turns out that I am getting a Founder's Edition, and uh, to come up to Fremont on the twenty ninth to pick it up. Sweet! I have a really nice recipe for waffle cones,
1: <laughs> so we will yeah. we will be we'll uh, we'll share that with you guys in the show. No, notes. <laughs> it's gonna be
0: great. All right, okay. Tom, I want to hear a rant from you because on the Tesla Ready website. They say, here are the things that you uh, need to look for. And I'll just list them, and then there's one of them that I know you want to say a few things mm-hmm. about. Uh, the second row seats, how they operate, uh, mm-hmm. the photochromatic continuous windshield, uh, the autopilot update software, the much-anticipated Falcon wings, all things that the guys at the Teslarati website are very excited to see how it all pans out. One of these in particular made you have a small stroke, we'll call it, a hemorrhagic, hypertensive, hydrogenesque stroke. I had a cranial Go. event. Go, why? Which one, why?
1: When they announced the Model X originally and showed off the first prototype in 2012, it's been that long. Yeah, no, back A in very, the day. very long time. It's like a presidential they election. Showed pictures go. of it with the, the seats all folded flat in the back and surfboards and skis and snowboards mm-hmm. and all manner of Small long, peels. thin items <laughs> in yes, there. Yes, yes. And then, as you guys know... One of the delays in the Model X were these sculptural back second row seats that Elon likes. And in the photos that they've got in the design studios that have been posted on TMZ Connect by some lovely gentleman who got him into the design studio, the second row of seats, unlike the second row of seats in, I don't know, every other car with a third row of seats, don't fold. They don't fold. They they appear to push all the way forward into the back seats, uh, in the back of the front seats, and they're lovely and they look like very executive-y looking seats, but they don't fold. So the option for laying them flat and putting some big boxes, you can put some big boxes. They have a photo on their design studio trying to sort of eliminate everybody's anger about it. But I will tell you this. People have canceled their reservations after seeing that the second row of seats do not fold. Now, there's another group of people who are like, I don't know, they probably fold. Let's wait till the 29th and give Elon the benefit of the doubt. The hell with that. I've seen the pictures. There's no hinge there. I know what folding looks like. These things aren't folding.
0: I'm really uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Tom, we don't it's know. It's because you're in
1: the f- the back seat of a freaking <laughs> eggs,
0: and the seats won't fall. Yeah, but there's a lovely waffle maker. No. Yeah. Tom, I don't think we can say yet if they fold or not. This is a... I just said it. We Did you not seen? hear me? We or don't you... know. No, we know. No, you... you want to see the picture? You know. Do you want to you, see the picture? You have a picture on the internet I mean... and you're <laughs> making these wild accusations based on a picture on the internet. How often there's a have picture I been wrong on this show? Oh All It's been the time. <laughs> since last episode. <laughs> So, just calm down. I'm sure Tesla, design geniuses, are not going to upset little Thomas and his folding things.
1: Design genius.
0: Oh, let me. Okay. So, here's an excellent point. What if they don't fold? I don't care what. Look at it first. I don't care if it folds. I just want to know that there's room in there. Uh, yeah. Maybe they've done something like the TARDIS. Maybe it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside due to a spatial thing with Doctor Who. They could probably do that. Just settle down. Which Doctor Who? All of them. (laughs) All of them, the TARDIS. One thing that we do know, enough speculating, Tom, is that the range currently is 250 miles with the 90-kilowatt battery, which is about, I think... Where people expect it to be about 10, 20% less than the S because it's bigger and it's less aerodynamic. If you put a 90 kilowatt battery in there, you get about 250 miles, and that's okay. I was hoping that it would still be, uh, you know, 280, 300 ish, but I'll have to accept 250. It's- Even though I never run to the end of the range anyway, <laughs> I still want a car with 500 miles. Right.
1: It's pretty badass. It's got apparently 259 horsepower to the front axle, 500 to the rear axle. So, 0 to 60, 3.8 seconds. Top speed, 155 miles an hour. Stick that in your SUV and smoke it. You know what I'm saying? Ludicrous mode upgrade, also only $10,000. Drops the 60 mile per hour speed to 3.2. That's pretty good. That's fast. I mean, so you put seven small children in that, (laughs) 0 to 60, 3.2 miles per hour. You don't need to go to Fright Fest. You're done. Mm -hmm. You're good. You have your own scary roller coaster. That's right. If you
0: kids do not be quite (laughs) Oh, daddy's trying to kill us. Make him him
1: stop. Another cool feature that I noticed in this photo um, is there's – a very unusual little hinge on the sun visor. Uh huh. That's attached to the A pillar. Yes. Because I think that it's. It looks like it has a much taller windshield. Like the windshield goes higher than in most cars, so you won't see that headliner in front of you while yes, you're driving. Yes. Go it. on. And so the sun visor isn't attached to that headliner, it's attached to the A-pillar. Now, the A-pillar, that's the first pillar in a car, Mel. Well, you know why? Because it's A. It's A. It's the one closest to the front of the car by the driver or the passenger. And so it's a cool little hinge, it comes out, but that... Visor instead of like hanging over the top of you into the headliner, and you know how, like, over years the, the little the, the hinge sags and it's always in your way, <laughs> it's on the side, so like on the side panel where you get into the car. Um, that's where that that uh, this visor is part is of that continuous. Be- you believe me when I say
0: that. Well, I think this is part of that continuous glass thing where there's actually some pictures on the internet, yeah. Unlike your pictures, I have on a picture the <laughs> from the Tesla design studio. How dare you! And of continuous glass. So the glass, Mm -hmm. as I understand, it comes up for the windscreen and then extends up over the A-pillar all the way back. So if you get that version, I guess you can see all the stars in the universe because you're going to be able to – See everything that whole sunroof thing. Because it's a
1: version. Like you think the glass goes all the way through the top.
0: It seems like it. They, there's again on Tesla Rari they trying to scrub it. I find it a bit hard, but there's this continuous glass that goes up because you can't have a uh what's it called sunroof the way you have the gull wing doors. So this glass comes all the way up and it's some funky thing. I'll have to get another picture of it because I don't really understand what it is. But they're, they're not all excited. Doors
1: by the way. They're, they're Falcon, Falcon wing doors. Falcon
0: that. Nice one. I got something else to talk to you about, Tom. So, this is a bit of waffling. Um, Model X is coming. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to start to get some real reports about it soon for the next Talking Tesla. And we'll be talking to some of your friends that might actually have one by then. Okay. Can you call them? You mean you? No, the other people. Oh, the other.
1: Oh, my, my scavenger
0: buddies. Your scavenger buddies. But a big thing that dropped this week is the Apple iCar, being reported by a whole bunch of people at the same time. I read it on NBC.com, and they said Apple has been working on this thing called the Titan Project. And they say they've tripled the number of engineers on this Titan Project, and this Titan Project is a car with a ship date, according to the Wall Street Journal, of 2019. I've already made a deposit. Have you?
1: Yeah, $25,000.
0: Apple has, de- you're a liar. <laughs> Apple has declined to comment. So here are the questions. Is this a Tesla rival? Is this self-driving? Uh, there is this conspiracy theory on the internet that says that actually Tesla is already working with Apple on this car. So what do you think? Because Apple actually did meet with the California Department of Motor Vehicles and asked them about their autonomous vehicle regulation. So what do you think, Tom? What's going on?
1: Well, if by working with Tesla – you mean Apple poaching some of their best engineers to work for them. Then yes, they're working with <laughs> Tesla. Tesla is basically becoming the HR department for the <laughs> Apple. I <laughs> 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 That's upsetting. <laughs> um, yeah. They appear to be smoke taking, smoking. They are actually yeah, working. They to appear, get a smoke yeah, maybe they appear yeah. to be taking a lot of their top talent. It feels like this is happening. Um, they, they, they got more stores than Tesla to sell their car in. I'll tell you that oh, right dude. now. Their distribution network is a little more widespread. It's kind of fascinating. They have enough cash. That's for damn They sure. could
0: buy at everything, all of the things. They,
1: the other interesting thing is they have a huge, a huge amount of manufacturing capability in China. Right? <sighs> Tesla's making cars here.
0: Yes. Where would they manufacture them?
1: Where would, where would the Titan be made? Would the Titan be made traditionally and shipped over here? I don't know. That's pretty cool. Is it going to have a big glowing apple on it? Because I want to drive one it, of those. It's
0: actually a friend of mine called me yesterday and goes, Dude, you must be so torn. What are you going to buy? The Apple car or the Tesla car? You love both of these companies. I, got, I
1: have an answer for that. What? Uh, your friend, to, to your friend, uh, he's going to buy both, sir.
0: Actually, I said to him, I probably will buy neither because if this is a self-driving car, Uber's going to buy them all, and I won't need a car. Refer back to our prior session where it's it's going to be a self-driving Uber. They're going to sell them all. Uh, Piper Jaffrey, analyst Gene Munster, says he gives us about a 50 to 60% probability that actually Apple is making a car. That's exciting. 2019. Uh, Do you think Talking Tesla will still be going by then? Oh, it's going to be going strong if news reports like this keep coming out. Now,
1: it's interesting because in the past – People have spoken about Apple basically producing the autonomous car yes. and the human interface and yes. working with other car companies to do that. And I don't think that's true because one thing that we know about Apple, they don't really work well with others. <laughs> they don't They play don't well. make little things to put in other people's little things. They make... All the things inside all of the things, not the little mini parts, but they make the software and the hardware. They're the only really, they're the only computer company that does that. Microsoft's not really doing it. Let's be honest. They're not producing the surface themselves. They're a bunch of babies. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating. I think talking Tesla will still be going strong. I will be driving around a probably. Second generation used X by 2019, I yes. hope. So, you know, you know that's cool. Hopefully, that one will have folding rear seats. Uh, Jeez,
0: leave it alone. No. You don't know. No. You're going to be so embarrassed in no. front of the millions of Embar- people listening to this program. When it turns <laughs> out, they fold and uh, then <laughs> they disappear. That's going to be news. I'm that's embarrassed in front be. of our it's listeners. Be news. I'm excited. This is what Tesla, and people forget this. Even the, the Tesla rabid fans forget this. Elon's stated aim in creating Tesla and pushing all this stuff forward was to get competition moving, to show people that people really want electric cars, that they want self-driving cars, that they want all the stuff, that we're going to reduce carbon emissions, and the competition is good. I'm excited. Bring it on, Apple. Bring that design sense. Bring that cash. Bring me an Apple self-driving car, and I will rent it. Well, that may be Elon's
1: stated goal, but there have been a lot of people investing a lot of money into Tesla that's not their goal. What's their goal, Their Tom? goal is to make a kick-ass, really robust car company worth billions and billions of dollars, like some of the other lovely car companies that we have in the world today.
0: Let me uh, jump forward then and talk about uh, sales of electric vehicles. Oh. So you ready for this? This is U.S. sales for electric vehicles from January to August 2015. And this is from Inside EVs. This made me cry. Um, Model S, 14,000. woo that's a lot. Leaf, 12,000. It's an eight-month period. Yep. Volt, 8,000. The i3, which I want to talk a little bit about, the BMW i3, 6,000. A couple of the Ford versions, about uh, four to 5,000 each. So uh, what do you think about that?
1: yeah well, only three of the cars on that list are actually electric. The other ones are hybrid electric
0: that's true or extended range or extended electric so extended whatever range electric but, whatever uh, you the t- but
1: the the thing that's sad about that number, yeah. right huh. it's forty five thousand cars fifty six hundred cars a month out of the national u s average sixteen to eighteen million cars sold a month they're they're not even selling the amount of cars
0: Toyota's putting in dealerships as demos anymore. Actually, that was a bit of a misspeak on Tom's part. The U.S. sells about, and it's variable, about, let's say, a million cars per month. His point is obviously correct, that uh, 50,000 cars a month is a lot less than a million cars a month. Yeah, I, I'm not saying, Tom. There's
1: 300 million of us on this in this country. You
0: know that, right? Like, there's, a lot three, of us,
1: there's more than that, 350. 350 million. So, I mean, you know. That's,
0: that's a lot. Actually, I have to jump in here. We're both wrong. And we split it. The actual uh, projected number for 2015 is 325 million in the US. All right, so we split that one. So I get it. I get what you're saying. Rounding errors. Rounding errors. And that's actually even the Tesla people said that we're a rounding error until we get the Model Three out, and we're making 500,000 plus of these a year. But it's heading in the right direction. The trends are outstanding. Even I'm sorry. I I know we've talked about this before, and it's even 500,000. A year. That's just from one car manufacturer. They're all going to hop on board. Come on. It's, it's going to happen, Tom. It's all going to be Toyota's hopped off board. We talked about that. We're actually, Toyota they're, ho- they're all making, again, they're
1: all making compliance vehicles. Yes. BMW. Yes. Nissan. Yes. All of them. Chevy, Ford, compliance vehicles. The only electric vehicle besides the Fisker, which is coming back, right? Is that what it's called?
0: Something like that so, is it coming know. back.
1: It's, yeah, they they decided to bring it back. Right. They're not. They're the only company not making compliance vehicles. Like no. Nissan's, like let's make some leaves and we can sell seven thousand more trucks.
0: But come, come on, the, the Leaf, shut up. I love the Leaf. They're it's doing great, great. You know, and it's the biggest selling car in the world, electric car in the world last year. It's a great car. Yeah, it's a great car. It's not a compliance vehicle. The Leaf is real. It's a real car. But it's a compliance vehicle.
1: It just happened to take off because it's priced no, right. No, it has just enough range. People are having issues with the batteries. Like I told you, my friend is having problems with his range. He's getting very, his leaf is like a couple of years, three years old at the max. He's already on the very edge. His battery hasn't deteriorated enough to warranty a warranty replacement, to warrant a warranty replacement. Say that again. No, no. <laughs> and, but it's almost to the point where he can't get to working back.
0: Well, we're going to move on. Okay,
1: yeah, let's move on. we
0: talk about the Prius. Yay, Prius! A yay. lot of people love the Prius. It's a lot sort of, of those the, have been sold. A lot of those have been sold. The 2016 Prius is now think out there. I just twenty million. Yeah, sixty wow. miles the gallon. I think the 2016 is going to get. And I say uh, talk about Prius for one second, just because that's kind of the eco car that I think for a lot of us. So as a the model citizen of the internal combustion engine. 60
1: miles per gallon total? Is that a partial plug-in or is that all on gas?
0: Uh, that one is just – well, uh, you can – it does have a partial plug-in thing, but this was That's just, just there the stated when the, they're going on gas. That
1: Volvo we talked about, I read something today, uh-huh. 59 miles a gallon total – when you talk about like using the electric range and the thing to recharge this it, this is the
0: Volvo you want to buy. It's an the SUV, the big Volvo, the, the big seventy
1: thousand dollar new Volvo. Of <XC2> which they have
0: sold, I think I saw zero. that on the list. Uh, Four in August. Four
2: in August? Yeah, that's
1: that's not a lot. It's a very expensive car. I haven't seen it in person. 17-mile all-electric range, not the 25. At least, you know, there's varying reports. It's always going to depend on your terrain and blah, blah, blah.
0: While we're talking, Tom, about car manufacturers and how much they really care about the consumer, (laughs) how they uh, really want to sort of move us off uh, fossil fuels because it's really the right thing to do. Or if they're going to continue to
1: make fossil fuel vehicles Make them clean.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, clean diesel has been great. Oh, and so Volkswagen has been the making best. these super clean diesels. Super clean. Um, in and the, they sell a lot of they them. They sell a lot. Yeah. Except it turns out that it's all yeah. bullshit. What? <laughs> it's it's a lie? Oh, not the Okay. Not yeah. only Volkswagen. Um, everybody's heard this story, but let's just, like, recount. So you're selling a lot of Volkswagens and Porsches and who else? They own some other thing. Oh, yeah. That other little division, Audi. And uh, biggest
1: car company in the
0: world sell more than Toyota last year. Unbelievable. That's over. So they had this software thing. And so when you go take your diesel car in and you go get it checked for emissions, the software goes, oh, they're checking me. Here's what I'm going to do. And it gives them numbers, which are complete BS. Not only that, it does it when the EPA is testing them and the California uh, air regulations board. They were screwing with the government in multiple countries all over the place. Oopsie. And then when you drive away from having your thing tested for its emissions, it goes back to normal mode, <laughs> yes. which is forty times the emissions that it told the man <coughs> who was testing. Me. <coughs> I can't believe. I mean, it's amazing. Large it's corporations really- do stupid things, but that is unbelievably. This has got to be
1: a big one. They are. They think it's going to be years before they can live this down. There's going to be a huge hit. How are they going to get the trust of people back? But interestingly enough, you go on the website today for Volkswagen, and I did. You can still configure a Volkswagen clean diesel a <laughs> car today for thirty thousand dollars. Whatever they, it cost them big though. The stock crashed. Thank you. Lost thirty three percent of their valuation. In five days, as it should, twenty billion U.S. dollars. Bye bye. Thank you. They've put aside seven billion dollars just to do the recalls. That's. I don't know how that number makes sense because what is the recall? Do you have to replace uh, eleven
0: million diesel engines? I don't think. I. I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of money. It's a lot so of money. So $7 billion in recalls to do whatever they're going to do to fix this problem. Uh-huh. 33% drop in the stock price. Uh-huh. And then people are talking about they could be fined as much as $20 billion additional dollars. Just here. This could end that company. And you know what? Right now I say, or do this. No, it's not right. Because there's nice people that are working there. Whoever did this should be taken out and spanked. It's
1: actually a it's a big, big, big problem. Okay, Volkswagen, 20% of all exports in the German economy come from their auto industry. So I don't oh. know if you knew this. Germany sort of seems to be propping up a good portion <laughs> yeah. of the EU. I think 775,000 German citizens work in the automobile industry. That's crazy. This is a nightmare for Volkswagen. And for Germany, they will come back from it for sure. I don't know if Volkswagen will. But this is – I came up with this on my way over here. I was driving over here. What were you driving in? For EV, just plugging it in at your house and yeah. your secondary backup charger that you have. Thank you. Um, and I thought to myself, this is a perfect way for Germany, one of the most clean energy-friendly countries in the world, yes. to say to Volkswagen, all right, you've done this. You've caused a problem. You're going to make an electric vehicle.
0: That, I was thinking exactly the same thing. I would say you're going to now have a zero-carbon operation. Mm-hmm. You're going to put up solar panels, and you're yeah. going to make not a compliance EV not vehicle. Not a compliance make, vehicle. Put all of that effort into creating a really great uh, yeah. European-built
1: yeah. electric, electric car. Vehicle. Get going. Yeah, That's make it happen. Part That's part of your, your punishment. fine. I want you to make 11 million of them. As many as you made those diesel cars, I want you to make electric cars. I want you to make them lovely. I want you to build a freaking charging network. I want you to do this. That is your punishment. You're welcome. Thomas. Thank you very much. (laughs) I am Toyota called. By the way, <laughs> donk shame, they said. Thank you very much. <laughs> we're it's number one again. ridiculous. That
0: is really unbelievable. I could rant about it forever, but I want to talk about one last thing, Tom, because we're coming to the end of this podcast. Mm. I want to talk about the Model 3 range. I don't know how I missed this. This was in seekingalpha.com, and it says that uh, the estimates right now is that the Model 3 range is going to come in a number of different configurations, but at the high end, the Model 3 could have a range of 330 miles. That makes me happy. What is this based on? It's based on the internet. I'm
1: speculating about an actual photograph on the Tesla website about folding seats and ridiculed, and you're using speculation from something that Tesla is probably not even 10% down the road designing.
0: How could you imagine this is speculation when they haven't even created the alpha version of the car? (laughs) I don't know why you would think <laughs> this is speculation, but I like speculation when it says yeah. what I like, which is good range on the Model 3, Yeah, and that'll sell like hottie cakeys. It will. It's yeah. so funny because actually reading one they of gotta these... got to get it out, though, man. One of these reviews said, if the Model 3 gets 330 30-mile range and comes in at $35,000, Tesla is going to make a huge amount of money. If the Model 3 costs more than $35,000 and doesn't have good range, it's not going to sell. I'm like, Yeah. Uh, I could be an Alice. I could come up with that too. Yeah, no, that's genius. Yeah, Good
1: work, go. whoever you are, guy from Analyst City.
0: Hey, Tom, before we finish, uh, we got a- an email from Daniel. What's his name? It's a letter. It's from Daniel Bloomfield from Maryland. And he says this, guys, what a great show. I got the Tesla bug earlier this year after two test drives of the 85D in Maryland Tesla store. Since then, I've tried to learn as much as possible about the company, the technology, the cars and the fans. The Tesla Motor Club page was easy to find and a great resource. But your podcast makes the subject ready for this even more personable, interesting and fun. Thanks for sharing your passion on the interwaves. Sir, you flatter us. Uh, Thank you, sir. He did suggest a future topic, to lease or buy a Tesla. I'd love to hear a discussion about the pros and cons and the options of purchasing a Tesla and electric vehicles in general. In fact, I'd like to know how you how you finance your Tesla. I've read a number of differing opinions from it's a forever car, you should just buy it outright, to it's like a smartphone on wheels, get a lease because you're going to flip it every three to four years. We'll get a finance guy to actually talk to us about this because it depends whether it's a business lease or not a business lease and this kind of stuff. But uh, can I tell you what I think, Tom? Having bought mine,
1: I I would love to hear what you think. I went
0: to the bank and Uh said, "Give me some cash."
1: (laughs) Did you? You didn't have a gun, right? You just went to the bank and asked them nicely with a suit and tie on and such.
0: Actually, flip flops and shorts. Yeah, and said, uh, "Can you lend me some cash?" And Mm -hmm. so I leased it back when they first were doing this weird lease thing, which wasn't really a lease. It was called a bank loan, but they called it a lease. Now it looks like Tesla has real leases. We'll get into it in some detail, but. I do find it interesting because I know a number of people on the interwebs who have said they're flipping their car because, like me, they didn't have the autonomous vehicle driving stuff. They didn't have all those extra sensors. And so I think this stuff is moving so fast that if you can afford to lease it, and leasing is usually more expensive, to flip it every few years because the technology is changing so quickly just like your iPhone and there is still a very big and growing and will be growing secondary market for those cars that get gobbled up by people like, I'm not spending a hundred grand. But like we talked about last week, I'll spend fifty and get a second hand one. 50, sixty yeah. Exactly. I'll do that. And 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 it
1: sort of it play it, there's an iPhone analogy. Yes. I right now at my house have the first iPhone ever made. It's yes. a lovely paperweight. Yes. It's completely valueless. It has no real use. A thousand years it, from
0: now, it will be really... No, it won't,
1: because <laughs> they won't be any docks to charge a stupid thing, because <laughs> Apple have changed it nine times since then. So there's that aspect of it. So it's, again, it's a car company, but it's a technology company. Mm-hmm. So you know that's why people say about the Signature Series, oh, they're in red, they're going to have a higher collectible value. They will, but they'll, again, it's weird because it's technology, it's electricity, it's range, right? If... If in 20 years you have the first Model S and it has 200-mile range and it's for sale for $10,000 uh, but you can buy one that has 900-mile range, like it's just not going to have any value in it. That is the sad part about that. So, again, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. They do have the million-mile battery thing. So it will get a million miles. That will probably be with several owners, which is good. The early adopters will always want the newer, better, fancier ones. That's just the way you early adopter people sort of live your lives, which is great. And then as far as buying, again, like consumer reports, it broke the rating system for consumer reports. So it's a damn fine automobile. You won't be disappointed if you buy it. If it's gonna fit your lifestyle for the next ten or fifteen years. Buy the thing. If you can live without the, you know, the newest upgrades, you'll get some of them via software, but you won't get all of them. There's gonna start to be a big Aftermarket business and adding things to it that we already saw a little bit that at the tmc connect thing there are some companies doing things like that so you know you can go either way if you've leased cars traditionally in the past lease the damn thing if you've bought cars traditionally in the past buy the damn thing that's the way it is that's my opinion on it
0: if you're buying a car to save money like if you want to spend the least amount of money on a car over time you buy and hold and you just drive that thing until it falls apart 15 years old mm-hmm. that is the most cost-effective way to do it but if yeah. you want the newest technology then you have to flip it and by flipping it you can lease or you can buy and sell and see how you do so it's, there's a lot of variables in there Hard to say right now, but uh, good question, and we'll get some other people to weigh on this. So, Tom, I also wanted to do a quick update on the BMW i3. Let me take you back in time. You ready? Love that. You do. You do love that. BMW i3 is the car that I was seriously, seriously looking at before I got the Tesla. I thought, Tesla is too expensive for me. I'm going to get the $50,000, $55,000 BMW i3. It does about 80 miles on a charge. Then it has a little, you can buy it with a little bass, bass, gas, Backup generator It's ugly as sin though I love it though See some people hate it They're like This is the ugliest looking car in the world mm-hmm. I think it looks futuristic and spectacular It's tiny It is small um, But it's gotten really good reviews From um, Edmunds and uh, Consumer Reports They really like this They said it's a good car They fixed a the problem Which uh, was a really big deal In the first version And they fixed it with software Which was You cruise along You're passing a car You're on electric And you got all the power in the world But then the gas thing Kicks in because you're running out of electricity, you lose all the power, and you're like, "Oh God, I'm going to crash now! I can't accelerate." So they fix that in software. That Thank sounds you. bad. It's very bad. They fix that. Reason I didn't buy it in the end was because the back doors are not real doors. They're sort of half doors. They're called suicide <laughs> they're, doors. They're made from bacon. <laughs> they're made from bacon. So that you can't to get into the back seat, you have to actually open the front door and then you swing out this suicide door thing. So my wife saw that. I like day. the FJ
1: Cruiser, same thing. Is
0: it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife goes. No, they, you're not getting that. I want real doors. I want to be able to get into the back or have grandma get in the back without having to open the front door. And thankfully she said that because I'm like, well, there's only one possibility and that's a Tesla for goodness sake. All right, I'll get a Tesla. And that's the story of how I got my Tesla. That's back. the story of Mel and his Tesla. But I see a lot of them in California, a lot of these BMW I yeah, 3s and I think they eaters. look great.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I don't. Yeah, but that's wonderful. Fine. I mean, it's, that's that's agree to disagree. Fun fact. Want to hear a fun fact? Yeah, we haven't
0: had a fun fact guy. Uh. So,
1: I, I don't know. This one tickled me pink. So, Jamie Lee Curtis was in, uh, picking up her Model S. I don't know if she was picking it up in Fremont or whatever, but she was picking up her Model S. And she was in the car with a delivery specialist where he carefully explained to her that the sound system goes to 11, just like in the movie This Is Spinal Tap. What that delivery specialist didn't realize is that Jamie Lee Curtis is married to Christopher Guest who was sitting right next to him in the car. Christopher Guest was in the movie. This is Spinal Tap. That is a fun fact.
0: What did he say? He said it goes to David. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Of course it does. Uh, That was awesome. I had no idea. I I also did not know that Jamie Lee Curtis was married to Christopher Guest, but there you go. That's your fun fact.
0: And now, Thomas, I've got something fun for you. Did you hear about the guy that drove his Model S 550 miles? That's right. Casey Spencer, well, I got him on the phone.
2: Is that really you, Casey? Yep, I can confirm that. I did it in my Model S 85D.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this wasn't just a quick whip down the street. This was a 26-hour extravaganza. Casey, why why did you do this?
2: Uh, well, to be honest, I was bored. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I just always kind of wanted to go on a road trip in my car. I'd had it for about six months, and I hadn't really done anything particularly interesting with it. Um, And I did have a lot of free time and I thought, well, this could make a pretty interesting road trip and I'd like to see some of the country. I haven't really been out of California very far, very long before. So I thought it would be a good excuse to kind of see a little bit of the Midwest.
0: And a bit of the country he did see.
2: So I started in Colorado and ended up in Kansas. Um, I started kind of early in the morning. Um, I know a lot of people were saying it was because of the low wind and so I wouldn't have to use the AC. It was actually because the way I timed the route, when I got to certain parts of the route, I wanted the wind to be at my back. And so the timing was more so for the wind partway through the trip as opposed to, like, not needing the AC or anything like that.
0: So, Casey, was this all downhill or was it sort of down and flat and uphill again? Uh, What
2: was the route? The first 40 or so miles were mostly downhill. Um, after that, it was mostly flat. People were saying, "Oh, you know, you can't really compare it to bjorn 's record because I went downhill and blah blah blah." and that's pretty much true. Um, I didn't really want to go apples to apples for Bjorn 's record. I just wanted to go as far as I possibly could under ideal conditions and just see how far I could go.:
0: So the Bjorn he's talking about is a guy called Bjorn Nyland. Now, this guy drove his Model S in the deepest, darkest Norwegian winter, 233 miles, and then followed up with a 452-mile record before Casey's record. Now, he says he's not going head-to-head because Bjorn was more sort of doing it at a flat surface. Bjorn is also famous because he got all his buddies to buy their Model Xs through that little link that Tesla sent, and he got one for free.
2: Total time, 26 hours, no stops except for one time I got pulled over.
0: You got pulled over? Uh, please explain, there's a story
2: there. Um, I was actually, so I was going 22 miles an hour, 26 hours. Um, I didn't go through any like major cities, or I didn't use any major freeways or interstates, so it was mostly just rural freeways. So for the most part, uh, if anyone came up behind me, they could just pass me. And about, well, over 15 hours in, um, someone came up behind me, and they weren't passing me. And I just thought to myself, well, what's going on? Just, pass me, guy, come on. But I noticed something on the plate that said, police. And I thought to myself, please, God, no. And then light came on. So I pulled to the side. I was super nervous. I'd never been pulled over before in my life. So I was extremely nervous. Uh, he came up to the window and I was expecting, you know, license registration. What are you doing going this slow? Well, 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 I thought that was going to be the end of it. But when I rolled down the window, he just looked at me and he said, "Hey, how you doing?" And I was like, uh, "I'm all right. How are you?" And he's like, "Good, good. Um, what kind of car is this?" He he just wanted to know more about Tesla. He didn't even care that I was going that slow. Eventually, he did ask like uh, if I needed a to tow or something. I just said, "Oh no, no. I'm just running some tests. It's it's all fine." And I had a sign in the back of the window that said "test." Um, I kind of took that page out of Dorn's book. I um, mean, he said, Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, if somebody comes up behind you again, um, just maybe try and go out into the shoulder a little bit and, uh, have a nice day. So we just talked about Tesla for maybe 20 minutes and then I continued.
0: So come on, Casey. Let's talk about it. Peas and poos. 26 hours. No peas and <laughs> poos really.
2: <laughs> that's another question that I've been getting a lot. Uh, no, um, during the whole thing, I did drink about like five bottles of water, but. I was just so focused that it was never really a problem. But when I stopped and the second I took a step out of the car, I damn near pissed myself. But uh, that, no, when I was sitting in the car, it was not a problem.
0: So when you got to the end, to the supercharger, did you have anything left?
2: When I got to the supercharger, I had 20 miles of energy left. Um, So I did about another 40 miles worth of distance just circling the supercharger so you're going
0: to do this again casey you've done this uh, 550 miles you're going to do it again and when we want to know
2: uh when i have more free time uh because things have kind of picked up i will attempt to go for like an apples to apples uh attempt on Bjorn's record i've already selected like the perfect road it is literally completely flat for about 60 miles even google can't calculate a uh elevation difference along the route So I'll just go back and forth. That's near a supercharger as well. But I won't be able to do that for at least a few months. That's the first time I'll have more free time.
0: Well, Casey, thanks for talking to us on Talking Tesla. And thanks for uh, pushing the limits. Not going to the moon pushing limits, but still pushing the limits. All right. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, it's been good times. Can I encourage you to do something for us, though? We've been spending a lot of time with you. We've really got to know you well. Could you go onto iTunes and give us a little rating and, I don't know, make it good and uh, give us a few comments? That'll be help honest. us out. You know, be honest. Tell them how good it is. Just be honest. <laughs> if you could do that, I uh, will send Tom over and he'll give you a big hug and a kiss. How's that? It's a lo- He's very good.
1: We love you long time.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, his name is Tom Orson. My Thanks, name's Chris. Mel Herbert. This is Talking Tesla, and uh, our work here is done. But wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. It's not done. It's not done because I just got the email invite to go to the September 29th event. So I'm going to go to that. I don't think Tom can make it. So this uh, edition will be coming out probably the day after that event, and then I will give you a report. We'll do a little short. So very excited. I'm going to go up to the Tesla Model X event in Fremont and see what they have to say. I won't bring Tom, because he can't go, but uh, we'll bring producer and cousin Cece. It'll be good times. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And if you want to hear a bizarre little conversation between me and Tom about a place in the Dominican public where little girls at puberty turn into little boys, listen after the end cap. And if you don't, then please do not. Why? Because we're talking, talking,
1: talking, 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 talking,
0: talking, 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 talking Tesla. <laughs> Speaking of testicles, and <laughs> uh, not Teslas, Tom. A uh, friend of ours, Josh, you know him, uh, sound designer, sent me a story of this uh, village in uh, the it's Dominican Republic. Village village in the Hati or the Dominican (laughs) Republic, where little girls, because of a very extraordinarily rare genetic disorder, get born. And they're girls, and they go to school, and they're girls. And then when they hit puberty due to the surge in testosterone, which overcomes the enzyme deficiency that they have, they grow a penis, and scrotum, and their testicles descend. They go from little girls to wee boys.
1: Did they... they Go from little girls to boys, or are they always boys? That's just not noticeable. They were. Did they have a, yes. a uterus? Terrible story. It's you can just drop story. that on a
0: person. It's an amazing. story. It's interesting, but but what's going on in Haiti? Yeah, I got a It's a gen- enzyme deficiency. You know, if uh, when you're in utero, when you have the right, uh, you don't have this genetic disorder. Your testicles descend and they come down and there you grow the penis oh. and the scrotum. <laughs> and if you have XX, you're a girl, then that doesn't happen and you have your girl bits. That's These true. guys are just sort of delaying it. No, I'm not coming out all formed for you. I'm going to drop it on you uh, when I'm, you know, right, but, reaching puberty. But that's my question.
1: Like, what? Uh, that's a great question. Do they have what's packages? What's their What's their bits? Be- yeah. what's their, are they what are hermaphroditic their- in nature? Do they have both bits? Right. What are that's their p- What are their pre-hormonal
0: bits? Consist of. <laughs> I like the medical term that you're using in the program here. Pre. Pre. <laughs> what was it? Pre hormonal
1: bits. <laughs> That's a term. Right? Or, or, or post enzymic? I don't know. Post enzymic bits? <laughs> Pre and post enzymic bits.